to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed, a podcast for bold female leaders making bold moves. I'm your host, Devin A. Thaxton, founder and CEO of Pro Savvy Strategic Performance Agency. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. All right. Welcome to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed, a podcast for bold female leaders making bold moves. I'm your host, Devin A. Thaxton, founder and CEO of ProSavvy Strategic Performance Agency. Make sure to stick around to the end of the show where we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. So today we're here with life coach, motivational speaker, and CEO founder of performance publishing group, Michelle Prince. Michelle has helped thousands of authors become published through her consulting courses, seminars, and publishing services. She's known under many titles, such as America's Productivity Coach, a human, I'm sorry, a certified human behavior consultant, and a Ziegler Legacy certified speaker. Michelle is also the podcast host of The Power of Authority and a best-selling author for her book titled Winning in Life Now. She's also gone on to write more books, including her latest titled The Power of Authority. Hi, Michelle. Hey there. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's so great to talk to you. I, I'm super geeked out um, to talk to you because I don't understand how people have so many books, but it happens. And I know it takes, you know, magicians like you <laughs> to help other people. And every every time I like, it's like someone else has a new book and I'm like, that's awesome. How does that work? <laughs> so I'm super stoked to chat with you today. Oh, uh, well, honestly, it's, it's, one thing I've learned is it's not as hard as you think and everything sure. you would ever put into a book, you it's all right in your head. So it's just yeah. a matter of putting it out. I mean, shoot, you're putting on a podcast, which is just as much effort as writing a book. Put it. I don't know if anyone wants me to write a book. It's going to be um, similar to like, I don't know if I should run for president because I don't know if people want to hear, or I shouldn't be a therapist because I'm, I'm very fire energy. <laughs> Uh, I, I promise you, you have a book or two in you. I can guarantee Probably. it. That's fair. That's fair. So tell us a little bit more about your business and like how you help people. Yeah, sure, sure. So um, I started my business in 2009, um, kind of accidentally because I wrote a book. That was all I did. I was working uh, a corporate job and I just always wanted to write a book. Um, my, my career started, I should back up, the, uh, working for Zig Ziglar right out of college. So I always had this you know, burning desire to motivate and inspire people. Um, So the the book was part of that, but um, it was just a goal I had. So I wrote this book and it was called Winning in Life Now. And, you know, it it was the beginning of everything that that was the the door opener for me to do speaking, to do coaching. Um, Before I knew it, I was, you know, starting a publishing company and, and helping people to tell their stories because I saw firsthand what happens that there's some there's something magical that happens when you're a published author. You're no different than the day before you publish a book, but you know it does build authority and credibility, and it's a perception, right? Yeah. Um, but perception's reality, and so it's one of the reasons I do a lot of other things too. But you know, speaking and training. But I love, love, love helping people to figure out what their story is because you know whether you put it in a book, whether you put it in a podcast or in a blog you know, or we connect with people through stories and yeah. our experiences. So I think everybody has a book or two in them. Sure. Sure. Um, can you give us like, um, I guess a, a little bit of rundown, how you decided that like, this was your path, like that you were like, I think I cracked 
I cracked the secret code oh <laughs> my how God. to help people do this themselves. I honestly, I promise you, I never sat down with a grand plan. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to help people write books. Sure. In fact, my, my high school English teachers would have laughed because <laughs> I am who... I was not ever a good writer, um, but you don't have to be a good writer to be a published author. You just have to have yeah. the story and hire good editors. <laughs> sure. Yeah, um, but you know it. It it started. So part of what happened initially when I wrote my first book was speaking, and I always I've, I've always loved speaking, and I love training. That's my background. Like I said, I worked for Zig early yeah. on. My major in college was organizational behavior. I just love that stuff. Sure. And so when I was out speaking, you know, on personal development type topics, I would get a lot of people asking me about my book and, you know, how did you write your book? How did you publish it? Um, and this was in 2009. And, and it started off with just me being, you know, okay, let's have coffee. I'll tell you everything I know, or let's jump on a call. And, yeah. you know, before I knew it, I, I had so many people asking, I'm like, y'all, let's all get into a room together and I'm going <laughs> to tell you everything I know. That that was my first uh, book bound seminar, which was 10 years ago. And it had 12 people. Yeah. That event we've since done many times a year for the last 10 years. So it never like this um, plan. It was a very organic, it just kind of, it kept growing and growing and growing. Um, And, you know, at one point I remember, you know, in my prayer time being like, you know, why on earth am I helping people with books? This was yeah. not what I set out to do. And, but it really boiled back down to, but your story is just who you are. And yeah. so when I help people to write a book, it's really about helping them figure out and get clarity on, you know, what they have to offer the world. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So what would you say, like, just thinking about, you know, it's been a long time for you being in this industry from 2009 to now. And I'm sure just like everything, (laughs) social media market, all the things like the industry has changed a lot. So what's like some outdated advice that people have been told, or if people come to you and they're like, I need to have this, this, and you're like, Oh honey, like we don't do that anymore. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Um, when I think back to what I was doing when I first started, I mean, obviously there was no podcasting, there was right. no Zoom, yeah. um, it was freeconferencecall.com. <laughs> right. And that's what you did. If you were going to have, it wasn't even called a webinar. You did teleseminar. Right. And, um, I had a blog talk radio show and, you know, things that are obsolete really yeah. now. Um, you know, gosh, that's a great question. I think I've seen so many things evolve. I, mm-hmm. I think that um, what used to be really, really difficult to do, such as publishing a book or building a platform and building a brand, it's, it's not nearly as hard as it was even 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, more and more people are taking advantage of it. You know, okay, starting back when I was um, in 2009, it was all about email, all about email and people signing up for newsletters, right? You know, your email newsletters that you get. And what has happened and changed over time is people are inundated with information. So um, we had to become more creative and more, and that's kind of where podcasting and webinars and other things have have kind of grown. Right. But it's still the central theme of like, people still want content. We just have them in a different way. It's just different ways. Yeah. And I, I heard some, um, for one of my clients a while back, they were wanting to write a book and she's like, I talked to this publisher or pu- publishing agent and they told me that I needed to have um, at least 10,000 people in my audience across all spectrums, 10,000 you know, connections in LinkedIn and 10,000 followers on blah, 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 and 
all these things. And I was like, that's aggressive <laughs> and <laughs> makes my stomach turn to think about that, you know? Um, so I was curious about, about, you know, some of your advice on, on that. Cause that felt just very interesting, but I get it. They want you to have a brand and a voice and who's going to follow you and listen to you, but yeah. Well, yeah. and I, I think I come at it from a little different angle and yeah. it doesn't mean I'm right. It's just the way I see it. You know, if, if you were looking for a traditionally, pub, you know, getting a publishing deal with a big publishing house, like, mm-hmm. you know, Penguin or, or some of these other big ones, yes, they're not going to take someone on unless they have an existing platform and that they can guarantee book sales day one, you yeah, know, yeah. 5,000 which for some people that might be the way to go. But I've seen for business owners, entrepreneurs, people that are really trying to use their book as a business card, there's really no reason to give up the rights and the royalties for your work. So going a traditional route isn't the best, in my opinion, probably the best first step for a first-time author. You're much, much better off to use the book to build that platform um, and so most authors who start, they don't have that. They don't have those numbers. It's not until after they've put something out there right. um, that it grows. And then maybe a traditional publisher is going to be interested in you maybe for your second, third, fourth, fifth book. Sure. But even then you have to say, well, why am I writing this? And do, you know, am I using it to get more speaking? Am I using it to get more business for my, yep. you know, and do I really need a big publisher to do that? No, not at right. all. Right. Yeah. It definitely goes back to strategy. And I, I, de- I think with entrepreneurs who are writing books, that completely makes sense. You said something that that has just like stuck with me, like using your book as your business card. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And I now that you said that, I'm like, yeah, I think that's what a lot of people are doing, especially entrepreneurs, you know, in this space. Um I'll show you, so I'll show you something and I know everybody can't yeah. see it, but I'll explain it. Um, yeah, yeah. My, my business card, my real business card is a book and it, yeah. it is literally called your book is your business card. That's amazing. And it's just a little book. And so yeah. this is what we call mini books, business card books, and it has a purpose. And, and the reason is, is people will throw away a book, but they won't. I'm sorry. They will throw away a business card. Sorry. Right. Right. They won't throw away a book. And so I've had more mileage come out of this little itty bitty book. Um, now, of course, I write full books too. Yeah, right. And we encourage that, but it's 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 more about you being a published author. Mm-hmm. And so once you have that published author status, then it's about leveraging it, and and it is the greatest business card. And right. It's just that instant authority, instant credibility, right. even before they read your content. Yeah, genius. That little that little book. We'll we'll talk about how I okay. <laughs> I, I may have some I may have some books now that I can think of. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. Yeah, I definitely do. I definitely do. So tell me like um, just an awesome success story maybe of someone that you've worked with who you helped get published that was just like freaking awesome. Oh, gosh. Oh, there's so many um, yeah. a couple that come to mind from a business perspective. Uh, we've done a couple books for a doctor that was already very successful, had a, an amazing practice. And, and but he was getting the same questions over and over from his potential patients. He has kind of a uh, oh, I forget what they're called, but like a destination practice for people. Sure. Flying. And so he wrote a book and it was basically every chapter was all of the different um, things that he would help patients with. So Mm -hmm. a holistic doctor. Anyway, long story short, that book in and of itself, he said, brought in, it was the 
best marketing return on investment he had ever had. Because, you know, if you slide that book across the table and like, oh, you know, this is how these are all the success stories of all the people I've treated with this exact same thing. Um, So that worked. And, and, you know, there's a lot more he's done with that. But from a personal, I have one of my favorite stories is this gentleman that um, he has an incredible story. He was actually wrongfully um, put in prison when he was very young and served, I I think, like 10 years in, in prison. And but in the process of being in prison, he found God and he you know, ministered to people. And mm. he, he actually, we helped him. He, we did a little mini book for him sure. and he, he uses it in his, in his prison ministry yeah. and going yeah. around. And it's like, just to see the lives that have changed. And there's so many people that have, have, they got on board with him because they believe in his mission and have given him, you know, funding and all this stuff. And all because, you know, he was doing the same thing, but now that he had a book and he was, you know, he's really, um, he's building the platform for a bigger reason, you know? So it's not just about business, but, um, and then, I mean, there's just so many others getting speaking engagements more than for the investment. And so, yeah. And I personally, you know, I, I am living proof of that is because I didn't really have a plan. And, and, uh, you know, if I always say, if I can do this, you can do this. Right. um, (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's so, it's so funny when you talk about plans, it's so funny when it's like, yeah, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And, you know, you pray about it, you meditate on it, you work on it. And the power that be, you know, God is like, you're funny. Okay. You're I have funny. something yeah. else though. That's cute. That's fun. Um, <laughs> got something else. Okay. So Michelle, I'm coming to you and I'm saying, um, hi, I'm ready to write a book. Please help me. What would be your first bit of advice to okay. give to me? Yeah. First figuring out, well, what are you going to write about? Right. Because yeah. there's probably no limit to the things you could write about because you sure. know things about business, you know, things about, you know, podcasting, you know, things about so many things. Right. Um, but there is this little exercise that we do with all of our authors. And it is just a really, really easy way to get clarity on not just what you would put into a book, but really what is your story, your core mm-hmm. story, like yeah. what, what you really have to offer people. And that's, um, I always tell people just grab a sheet of paper and make a T chart. And on the left-hand side of the T, write the word passions and just list anything you can think of that you're passionate about. And don't think of this in terms of a book, not at all, just what lights you up? What are you doing when you're having fun? You know, like I'm, I'm passionate about, I love personal development. I love professional development. That's something I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about the beach. Um, you probably can't tell, but like my office is decorated. Like I'm at the beach cause I love it. And I, I'm landlocked and down. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'm passionate about so many things, right? And so you, you list as many things as you can possibly think of. Mm-hmm. Once you've done that, then you focus on the other side of the T and that's, uh, you write the word experience up at the top. And this is where you just start listing everything in life you've experienced. You know, you have experience with your career, you have experience maybe as a, a parent or um, a podcaster or, you know, an author, whatever your major life experiences are. Um, but the thing about experience, the tricky thing is a lot of times in life, we experience things we did not want to experience um, or that we're not passionate about. Right. Yeah. But it's still part of our story. So it doesn't mean this is going into a book, but, but you list everything you can think of. So, you know, um, maybe you, you have experience of owning your own business or you've experienced traveling the world, or maybe you have experience of bankruptcy or divorce or abuse, um, alcoholism, you know, those things, again, doesn't mean you wanted to experience them, but you did and part of your story now. 
And your story is your story is your story. You can't change it. So let's see how we can really leverage it. But the magic comes in when you look at both of your lists and you look on your passion side, your experience side, and you try to find a connection or an intersection, something that's on both sides. So for example, I, on my passion side, I am passionate about personal development. I love it. Like those are the books I read, personal development, leadership, those kinds of things. On my experience side, I worked for Zig Ziglar right out of college. So, and he was kind of the master of personal development and motivation. So I learned a lot from him. Um, And there, you know, when I was younger in my middle school, high school years, I had very little confidence, you know, low self-esteem. And I don't mind sharing that. I'm not proud of it, but it it affected me. It was one of my experiences because it affected my relationships. It affected my decisions. And so it goes on my list. Don't want to share it, but it does go on. But the connection is, is I am passionate about personal development and kind of getting out of that head junk. And I also had to use personal development to get me out of those years. Mm -hmm. So there's an intersection. And my first book, Winning in Life Now, How to Break Through to a Happier You, was exactly that intersection. It was all about what I, you know, learned from Zig about personal development, things that I've implemented into my own life, and then the stories of my ups and downs through life. Yeah. Um, And so everybody has a core story, and that's just one way to do it. Um, but also thinking about, you know, if you had one opportunity, if somebody called you one of your best friends or your local church or maybe the local rotary club, and they're like, Hey, we just had a cancellation for a speaker. You can come and speak on anything that you're passionate, you know, that for 30 minutes, what would you talk on? Like, sure. what do you just know so well that's chances are good. That's part of your core story. Mm, yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I, um, I do this thing with my, with my family on Sundays, we do like family church and when COVID happened and we'd all meet on zoom and do family church, I come from a long line of pastors and pastor adjacent people in my family. Um, and a lot of times we get, we get vault, um, a lot of people who love to write, who have published books. Um, and I was recently voluntold <laughs> to lead our next, yeah, to lead our next like session on, um, and mine was really, they were just like, Devin A, you're going to talk about entrepreneurship and and how that meets with, with operations and productivity and stuff like that. And so just when you were saying, you know, someone called me and be like, what would you, what would you talk about? My first initial was like, I don't know, but recently being voluntold, being told what I would talk about, you know, it's really interesting. I'm, I'm excited to try that, that exercise later. Um, and see, and see what comes up. I do want to ask, you know, in, in, um, one of your other books that you mentioned, so, uh, or I'm sorry, being told America's productivity coach, which is something I'm super into. I'm all about like, what's the cool new, I got highlighters on highlighters, notebooks on notebooks. I've got digital notebooks. I've got like all the things that I love. I love it. I love it. Um, what is something that you could share to our listeners that you would, would be just like a really good tip for people who just struggle to get stuff done? Yes. I think we all do. Don't we? Yeah, every um, day. <laughs> yeah. The only reason I wrote my second book, busy being busy, but getting nothing done is yeah. it was around the time I was starting to build my business. And I had two small kids elementary. I was still working my full-time job and I'm like, I've got to figure this out because I'm yeah. not able to manage my time very well. Um, and so, yeah, but one of my favorite things is so, so, so simple, but it works for me is time blocking Yeah, and yeah. the discipline that the key is, is discipline, right? Yeah. So 
when you, and I don't, of course, you've got to schedule your appointments and your meetings and those things we're, we're used to scheduling, but I mean, really setting boundaries on your creative time. I yeah. call them your golden hours, right? Mm-hmm. So figuring out like, when are you the most creative? When are you the most, like, maybe you do want to write a book. Okay. Yeah. So when would that be? You know, for me, I'm uh, not first thing in the morning. Cause I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a morning person. Sure. I need my coffee first. Um, but from about 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., that is my most creative time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, or even maybe just nine. But I do everything I can to time block that out. And I don't schedule Zoom meetings. I don't yep. schedule team meetings. I don't because although I can, I, I need to use my creative hours for for things for creating. Right. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. Right. For um, doing the things that I, I feel very called to do. So. Um, but that's important, but then blocking it out and not letting anything else in is, is so, so important. Um, turning off alerts. Do you really yeah. need to know every time somebody pings you on Facebook? No, yeah. um, <laughs> turn it off. Yeah. Um, you know, those things that you, we think that aren't really disturbing us, the little outlook, you know, at the corner of your screen that pops yeah, up to say you have a works. new email. Yeah. Turn it off because right. you, you don't even know how many times you start and stop your train of thought and that just slows you down. Yeah. It's, it's so true. I, um, I recently got into, I'm going to say this wrong, but the Permodoro method, which is very similar. It is, it's time blocking, but it's also putting everything into typically like 25 minute chunks and blocking it on your calendar. And so it's, you go through the 25 minutes and you take a five minute break and then you go through. So it also like activates your brain in a, in a different way. But I did notice like during that time to start um, turning off notifications. Um, And so I recently, I'm in like nine Slack channels or something for like all of my different clients and like different things. And I, I turned them all off. And I hope none of my clients are listening to them, but yes, I've muted you all. Um, so I don't get all of the notifications all the time. Like I see it and I check it all the time, but it has been amazing to not hear that little button that sometimes, or like that little chime sound yep. <laughs> like yep. drives me crazy. Cause it really does just throw you off yeah. and it's hard to get back into the group. And you know what? So much of time management is um, it's just boundaries more than yeah. anything. I mean, because especially now, because we, are so available, whether it be through Facebook yep. messaging or, or Slack or any text messaging, you know, we can be available at a moment's notice, but, but, but we have to set boundaries too. And our time is valuable. And I, I always tell, cause sometimes I'll do this training for like corporate uh, corporations sure. and they'll be like, well, no, if somebody comes in my office, I, I have to respond right away. And I'm like, do you, or are they just accustomed to you? Right. you know, could you not say, when somebody says, Hey, I have a quick question. Can I, or can I, you know, you have two minutes to say, absolutely. However, I'm working on something right now. I won't be available for 30 minutes. Can this wait? Yep. And if they say no, well then, okay, obviously sure. I think something's urgent, but nine out of 10 times, somebody can wait 30 minutes. Yeah. Right. And, but we're just, it's more us not managing our own boundaries. And yes. so people, um, and I I'm guilty of it myself. I mean, there's yeah. plenty of times I want to help somebody, but if, if you're constantly reacting to somebody else's urgent, then you're never really getting your own stuff done. Yes. And we all need to do that. Yeah, definitely. And I think also checking yourself too, and being like, okay, it's seven 30 at night or it's the lunch hour or whatever it is. And I'm going to go bug so-and-so for whatever I need. 
Yeah. Can it wait? <laughs> Can yeah. I send it in a different way? Can yeah. I whatever? And just realizing, um, you know, just just also doing a soft check on yourself that, you know, they have people have boundaries and that's OK. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your newest book. Well, oh, so the newest one that I've published or that I'm writing? Ooh, um, the one that you're writing. Um, they're similar, but they're a little different. So, so the one that I'm writing that I haven't published yet, but it's in the works is called shine through your story. And Mm. it's a faith-based book and it's, it's similar, um, in that, you know, my, my last book was called the power of authority, which is really all about how it's a play on words. You can't spell authority without author. Mm. So it's all about how business owners can really leverage the power of being an author. Shine through your story is really more about, you know, um, for believers that if you really, we all have a story, right. And we've all been through something. And if we, and I always say that, you, you know, your story is a gift and whether good or bad, it's your story. And, but it's been given to you. And what are we, what are we supposed to do with gifts? We're supposed to give them away. That's how we encourage others. That's how we motivate others. That's how other people feel like, wow, if she can go through this and get past it, I can too. So it's really, uh, it goes through an acronym, um, SHINE, S-H-I-N-E is actually an acronym of helping people to first discover, you know, sow your seeds of greatness. Like, what are your gifts? What are the things that just naturally you were born with that, you know, maybe you're overlooking, but we all have been given gifts and talents. Um, And so figuring out that, figuring out your passion, your purpose, and all of those things. Um, and the H goes into honoring your story. And, and this kind of goes back to, again, sometimes we think either one, people don't care, or two, maybe you're ashamed of some things in your story. We all have things that we don't want to talk about. Sure. Maybe there's somebody out there that is desperate to know that somebody else got through it. Mm-hmm. And so it's just honor it. You know, whether you write a book or not, that's not what this is about. But whether you're doing it on a podcast, putting in a book, or just sharing it with a girlfriend over coffee, get comfortable with your story because that's how you connect. And yeah, that's yeah. how we that's how we change the world, really, and, and give our testimony. Yeah. Um, the I is all about um, identify what's holding you back. So it's a lot of that head chatter, negative beliefs, you know, lack of mindset and, and what to do to get over those things. Um, the N is now you have to document your story and it's based, it's kind of on the premise of, um, you know, the disciples, they, they not only had a great story, not only did they have an incredible experience, but they documented it. And yeah. it's because they documented their stories that many of us are believers today. Right. right. I believe we're called to write or to document our stories, all yeah. of us. And I think that even if it's in a journal, again, you don't have to publish a book, but get it out of your head and on the paper. Don't die with all your stories inside. Yeah. Get it out. Even if it's just for your kids, get it out of your head. Mm-hmm. And then the E is that, you know, it's all about encouraging and equipping others. Like when you put yourself out there and you share your story and you're authentic and vulnerable and like, look, I don't have this whole thing all figured out but I'm working on it. And let me tell you what I've been through and let me tell you what I've tried and maybe it'll help you. You don't even know it, but you're, you're inspiring other people and you're giving people what we all need most. And that's hope. Yeah. And, and it, it encourages other people to take maybe that next step or to try something new. Um, but you know, equipping them, but that we all have a role to play. Yeah. In this. Um, and it's what we, it's one thing we, we all have a story. So think of it as, let me shine through my story. And by the way, when you shine, all you're doing is reflecting the light. That's yep. shining on us. It's not Absolutely. about us. 
Yeah. 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 I had someone, um, you know, tell, say something to me. And a lot of times the way that I like hear things is sometimes with like passion and direct (laughs) message. And so it was a a friend who I love dearly, but she was like, how dare you keep all of that goodness to yourself? And I was like, yes, you're totally right. You know, like crying, like through it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I firmly believe, and I'm really excited to, to read that book and to gift your new book out. Um, because I think that is a beautiful message that not only is like, you know, checking yourself and and doing some work within yourself, but then also giving practical tools to like, okay, now it's time to get to work. Like now, now it's time for you to, to do what you need to do. Um, at, at the service of other people, because your story yes. can, can change the world and change people or, or change a person. And that person is the world, you know? Cause I think most of us, uh, I've yet to meet somebody who doesn't deep down want to know that they matter, that they make a difference, that yeah. they're, they're doing something to better the world. And, um, and so sometimes we just need that little bit of nudge and encouragement of, you know what, it, you have enough to go out and, and help others just, just by, just by sharing you. Yeah, definitely. Well, okay. We're going to go into speed round questions. So these are very quick questions. Give it to us, you know, pretty quick. Um, and they're just fun and silly and just to learn a little bit more about you. So you mentioned that you love the beach. Like what's your favorite location that you like to go to? 30A in Destin, Florida, Santa Rosa beach, Florida. Santa Rosa beach, Florida. Yes, it is my happy place. It's um, Seaside is there and there's a bunch of other little beach towns on this road yeah. called 30A. Um, and it's a, it's it's about 20 minutes from like Destin, Florida, sure. Destin proper, but it's kind of off the beaten path. Now everybody knows about it, but when yeah, I, know. I started really going good. there yeah. 20 years ago, nobody, you know, it was, it was kind of a, a secret gem. Sure. Um, still my favorite, favorite Northwest Florida. I just love it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So you've been working for yourself, living that entrepreneurial life. What is one thing that you love about being an entrepreneur that people wouldn't maybe think of? I, you know, I just recently became an empty nester a couple of weeks ago. Oh, wow. But when I started my business, my kids were in elementary school. And what I absolutely love about having my own businesses, I could, is that freedom to to schedule my schedule. I was, you know, in corporate America, I felt like I was kind of tied to my desk. And as soon as I started my own business, I realized, you know, I'm in control of my calendar. And so I always had a standing appointment every single day to, unless I was traveling to take my sons, dropping them off at school and picking them up from school every day. And If, if I had no other benefit from being an entrepreneur, it was, it's that because it yeah. gave me that flexibility to be, you know, to, cause I love to work. I love to have my own business. I love to work. I always have, but I love to be a mom. And so it gave me that ability to do both in a season. Yeah. That I really needed that. Awesome. So thinking about your week, all the things that you do <clears throat> during your week, um, what would you do if you had 10 hours back in your week for your own personal time? What would you use those 10 hours for? I'd probably write more books. Yeah. Love yeah. that. <laughs> I, I love it. And it's funny. It's the thing that takes the back burner and it's why some, some of my more recent projects have, have, you know, cause we've, we're, we're working with a lot of authors right now. And so it's, you know, what's that saying? The cobbler's son has no shoes. Sure. So, you know, here we're helping all these people to get their stories out as quickly as possible. And I, you know, I have all these ideas, but you know, my, my, um, 
my stuff will back burner that every time. And so when I do find myself in the day, in fact, even earlier today, I was waiting for um, another podcast to start. So I had like five minutes. And so I pulled up my manuscript just to kind of start proofing some stuff. Yeah. And so I try it a little bit here and there, but that's probably what I would spend those hours on. Yeah. If it's work-related. If it's not work-related, it would be um, you know, doing something to fill my mind. I love to read, listen to things. I love yeah. listening to podcasts, stuff like yeah. that. Perfect. Okay. Last question. What are you reading these days? What's Ooh. the book that you're super jazzed about that you're reading? Well, I just got, and I literally have only read the introduction, um, Jordan Rayner's, uh, redeeming your time. Mm. That's looks to be a really, really good one. I'm looking over here because I'm looking at my um, Audible. Uh, I have so many books. You know, I'm kind of a crazy reader. I don't just start a book and finish it. I start like 10 books at the same time. And I'm like, well, what am I in the mood for today? (laughs) Um, I have several books by Jenny Allen. Um, Anything is one that I I really am enjoying. Um, Loved Winning the War in Your Mind by Craig Rochelle. abundance. Uh, I have a bunch of leadership books. I have, you know, you name it. Um, but I'm also reading a lot of our author books to just help them. And that those stories always inspire me too. Yeah. But it's always going to be, if you ever find me in a bookstore, I will always be in the personal development, Christian (laughs) learning or leadership section. Yeah. Period. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. So thank you for joining us today. For anyone who's listening to this and they're like, Michelle, please help me with my life, um, uh, raising my hand. Uh, where can we find you? Um, michelleprince.com is my main website. Uh, the publishing is performancepublishinggroup.com. And if you are thinking of writing a book, we do free strategy calls. Um, but I would love to gift your audience with my latest book, just a free digital download. If they're interested, it, it has plenty of things that will help get you started to figuring out what your story is. How do you get it into a book and all of that. Um, and it's the power of authority.com forward slash free book, the power of authority.com forward slash free book. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. It was so great chatting with you. Thank you for having me. I loved it. Yeah. I learned so many things. I already am thinking I need to get a new notebook which is a problem because I have like stacks of like 20 notebooks that are only half used. It's a problem. Um, but now like I need a new one because I need to write my book, whenever that's going to be. Please start with that list. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for listening to Savvy Booked and Blessed. If you're a successful six to seven figure female entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit podcast.prosavvyas.com slash podcast dash guest which is a really long URL. Um, If you got something out of this interview and you'd like to share this episode on social media, just do a quick screenshot on your phone and text it to a friend or post it to the socials. If you know of anyone who would be a great guest, tag them in social media to let them know about the show and include hashtag Savvy Booked and Blessed. I love seeing all of your posts and suggestions, so definitely keep that up. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. So to make sure you don't miss anything, go ahead and subscribe. Thanks for listening. to Savvy Booked and Blessed. If you are a successful six to seven figure female entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit podcast.prosavvyas.com dash podcast slash guest. 
If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot on your phone and text it to your friend or post it on the socials. If you know of someone that would be a great guest, go ahead and tag them in social media and let them know about the show and include hashtag Savvy, Book, and Blessed. I love seeing your posts and I love your guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss out on any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Give your thumbs up ratings and reviews. We definitely go a long way to help promote the show. It means a lot to me and my team. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.